0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus Podcast. Your host today is myself Mark Finnegan and Sean Rothwell, who's joining us for the first time. You're right, Mark. Welcome to the, the Fan Focus Podcast, Sean. Um how's the,
1: how's the fume and how's the mood after Sunday's result? It's it's the first time in a while that I remember what fume feels like, to be honest, probably since um since the Liverpool game before Christmas. Um so it's a it's a bit of a it's a, a bit of a horrible memory really the, the the fume coming back and I think the problem with it is, is the probably the manner that we lost the game rather than the actual result because to be fair I think everybody acknowledged that Sunday probably was one of if not the hardest game that we had left in this season. And Tottenham have had a fantastic home record, I think it's nine or ten in a row that they won at home. Um So it was always going to be tough, but to go there to score two goals is the hard part. We've generally been pretty good in the last two or three months defensively. So to go there and concede three goals in the manner that we did, which in all honesty, I know everyone was saying Tottenham played fantastically well, uh, and they were relatively impressive, certainly for 20 minutes in the first half. They didn't really have to work for any of those three goals, it was three Schoolboy mistakes, really. Um, and yet, our goal, um, our first goal, Lukaku's goal, was a mistake by them. Um, our second goal probably wasn't too much of a mistake, but it, it is just disappointing to go there and score two and come away with nothing, um, particularly given how how much of a how much of a sort of kick that would have given us going on for for the next few games and potentially looking like we could have called Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal haven't got beat by Liverpool. Um, just loses a little bit of momentum, doesn't it? But good thing is, I suppose we've got two home games coming up where we can put that right. There you go.
0: We'll bring it to a close. <laughs> we always start these, and someone always goes off on a rant. And then you've, you've said it, and you've got to say. But no, I completely agree. And even even getting a point there on Sunday would have carried that the momentum on because mm. obviously United drop points. Um, West Brom got beat Mm. so that was a real chance I'm not saying I expected us to go there and beat Tottenham but uh, I echo everything that you've just said in in the fact that probably the team selection the manner in which we went about the game um, formation certain players being included and then the goals that we conceded it was just 3-2 was flattering to be honest Mm. Um, we we Although we scored two goals, it wasn't a close fought game. I wouldn't say Tottenham were good, but I thought Everton made them look even better.
1: Yeah, definitely, because we, we we sort of played into 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 their hands in a way, and I think it's it's probably a bit of a legacy issue, isn't it? The the, the sort of team selections that we that we put up against these sides, particularly away from home, and we we've done it for well, how long? When did when did Moyes come? Sort of fifteen, sixteen years ago now um, that we've gone to. White hart lane we 've gone to anfield we 've gone to old Trafford to to not get beat. I think that 's how we set up and you can You can understand that really setting up that way because ultimately, as you said, a draw would have kept the momentum going it wouldn 't have been a bad result at all, especially given a couple of other results but it 's not really showing the the ambition that ultimately maybe in a season 's time you, you 'd like us. To, to, to show when you go into these places, and sometimes you do get that feeling that maybe you'd rather go there and try and win and get beat 3 0 than go there and try and not get beat and, and just match con- Yeah, yeah just yeah. match and still, still concede three goals.
0: And I think, I mean, we'll look at the game in more detail in a second, but what you've said there about Moyes, and Moyes always said like knife to a gunfight yeah. mentality, but it's kind of been on the field and off the field for a while, whereas off the field now, it's, it's not, it's a lot more, there's a lot more statement there. And yeah, this, we've still got a long way to go on the pitch, but sides have gone to these top six grounds, or top six, we're calling them the top six now, aren't we? Sides have gone there and got results, but Everton never seemed to do it, even just pick up a, a snide 1-0. Yeah, the only one that stands out is the 1-0 under Martinez at Old Trafford when mm. we were on a crest of a wave, but United were poor, mm. a poor side that year and have probably been trying to build since we got a point at Arsenal and everyone thought it was fantastic. Probably in the context, yeah, because we finished fifth that year and we Martin has us has really playing, but um, I'd love us to just go somewhere and make a statement. We came mightily close to Chelsea the other year, didn't we, but ended mm-hmm. up drawing three all. Yeah. Just a result like that can really, uh, c- c- can catalyst not only the current season, but the seasons ahead and the mentality then going to them grounds in the future. But, Again, we're talking about a defeat um, at one of those grounds. So, Mm. annoying really, especially after going so long unbeaten.
1: It it is, and and, there has got to become a time where we do go to one of these stadiums and we just go there and we play to win and and we see what happens. Starting at Anfield. Starting at Anfield, (laughs) absolutely, that's the one. I mean, to be fair, I think that's the one that every, every Evertonian still sort of Dreads and probably still does feel like it is a knife to a fight To yeah. be fair, um, I haven't been what is it, eighteen years now since we since we won there. Um, but you know, they're not up to much. That is the next big one. We we have got to go to that and really show something and and not go for a point. There's, there's no honor really in in going for a point, especially when you don't get it afterwards. And you, you just sort of feel a little bit shortchanged really and I know if, if, if the tactics would have worked and and playing the, the three deep midfielders would have made us come away with a point then probably we'd, we'd be sat here saying isn't Koeman a tactical genius and uh, it's good the way we can adapt to every challenge but as I say you, you just look a little bit soft when you do it and, and you still concede three goals and you don't play well and everybody does look a little bit lost and unfamiliar in the formation that we've got and I suppose the other, the other thing that's maybe a bit of an issue for me in, in in doing it is, we were nine games unbeaten. I know we've not 100% kept an unchanged team in that in that time, but we had just come off a really really comfortable win against Sunderland. Was there was there a massive need to change it? I'm I'm not, I'm not sure there was. And I sort of remember I think it was two years ago in Martinez's second season, we uh, we got dismantled a bit by Tottenham at White Hart Lane and. You know, Gareth Barry stunk the place out then two years ago. Was, I think it was him dwelling on the ball that where we conceded the goal, and um, another two years down the line now, still being picked.
0: Mm. And I think he, you know he's been out of the side Barry, and then to put him back in in such a against such a high class opponent at a fast paced team who liked to attack, full of energy players with loads of pace and creativity to put him back in there was just like a, a lamb to the slaughter in, in reality, like you can pack that midfield as much as you can but Gareth Barry didn't know what, what day it was and you know, I know we're singling him out there but collectively I thought we all looked a bit off the pace and a bit uh, disorganised as you say we didn't really know who who was playing where, mm. the car was so isolated, Ross Barkley for me was the only one who looked bothered so when the team was picked, I saw a lot of comments on Twitter, people umming and ahhing, but you know, often whenever Tomians do that, they like to be proven wrong and it was all follows, but they were proven right on this occasion. Mm.
1: It's always gutting when you proved right, isn't it? isn't it as you say? It's brilliant to be to be proved wrong, and then you you can sit there and give the manager all all, all the credit in the world. But yeah, that that what well, I think that is the key one that everyone's taken from that game is is the Gareth Barry uh, selection. Uh, you know, even if we if we wanted to go in that that three deep midfielders uh, formation, we did have another option in in James McCarthy, who who obviously came on later on. And you know, he didn't change a great deal. But maybe if we would have gone that way from the start. At least maybe you know he he, he he brings a little bit of a different dimension he he's not well, he's maybe fast for one faster he's not as defensively yeah. minded he can play the defensive role, but he's not as defensively minded than barring the couple of little niggles he's had he, he was in not bad form, I think he was starting to change a few people's minds um well Everton have re- rejected
0: bids for him, didn't he and Cooman obviously wanted to keep wants to keep him
1: he's been quite vocal about that
0: more vocal yeah. than more or less anyone else really, isn't But I know people probably would have scratched their heads if they would have if he would have threw McCarthy and from the off, but for, for me, like, they've played three at the back, you know, Hallgate's been in there mm. most notably the win against Southampton, the, the win against Manchester City. It was a three at the back, or five at the back if you want to include Coleman and Baines. It's more like a three five two. Sorry, a three five what is it? 3 5 1 1, or whatever yeah, it is. It there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, but that worked previously against some decent opposition, obviously, most notably against Manchester City. Uh, again, against Sunderland, I highlighted the midfield as a key area. Barkley, Garner, Schneiderland all played really well. Tom Davis, mm-hmm. they all sort of interlinked. Garner, especially, hasn't had the best of times of late since coming back from Africa, but. Uh, he he ran the show didn't he, Schneiderland got man of the match Mm -hmm. we've now gone in, we threw Gareth Barry into the mix there I thought Tom Davis didn't have the best of times Garner didn't really have a clue on Saturday, Schneiderland did okay Ross Barkley was the one who sort of wanted to make a difference in that team Mm -hmm. Um, and also I found looking at the way Tottenham was set up uh, when Harry Kane wanted to get in the positions or getting the positions he has, players around him: your bomber, mm-hmm. Eriksson's, Ali's, you know, Dembele's. there pulling the strings. Whereas when Lukaku's was anywhere near the ball, we've got no one within thirty yards of him. Mm-hmm. He was fed on scraps all day. But uh, it was probably a, a, a lively, evenly matched opening to the game. But the, to go behind in the manner we did, first mm-hmm. goal was was poor, wasn't it? And that yeah. probably just epitomises what we've just summed up then. Yeah, I
1: mean, the the, the first goal. I mean, I. Heard people blame sort of three different sources, whether it was Garner, whether it was Barry. For me, it was. It, for me, it was the goalie. In all honesty, I, I, whilst I think Joel's been a bit of a revelation in the last three months, for the most part, he, that doesn't mean that he can't make a mistake. And I do think that he did make a mistake. I, I think that that could have been pushed around the post. Maybe he was just going one way and the ball went the other. Perhaps I don't know, but. Um, for me, he, he was slow and he, and he should have got that ball. Notwithstanding, yeah, Garner and and, and Barry should have should have closed him down. Um, but I mean, it, you, you'd think it was you know goal of the season the way everyone was carrying on. But for me, that it was a good strike. But there was
0: elements of our own doing to, with that though, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Garner, yeah, Garner was at fault. Um, in, in terms of the position in terms of closing down I think Barry's body language the way he's running away from the ball with his, basically with his back to Harry Kane mm. did not look good on himself you don't give Harry Kane that much time and space on the ball he's, he's a class striker mm. absolute quality striker he'll punish you from whatever distance Harry Kane and then the keeper yeah I completely agree he's that tall he should have saved that with his head Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I know uh, in terms of Robles He's done well. I'm, I'm, so a lot of people have been saying, oh, that's why we still need to sign a keeper. I'm I, I still, i I'm still full of praise for Robles since he's come into the side. Um, and he's done well, but I've still openly said we do need a, a younger, more hungry, a better keeper. Uh, but I'm not, as I say, he's still susceptible to a mistake. Um, it takes nothing away from the fact that Joe Robles has done really well in the past couple of months. He's been,
1: he's been outstanding. Do you know what he... There's something about him. I think he could be like your sort of your Brian oviedo type cult figure because he he seems to get it, doesn't he? he, he I think he he loves being at Everton. He, he loves the fans. He, he wants to do well. You know he he's tweeting and putting on Instagram about how many clean sheets he's had. He's obviously taken pride in his performances. And um, so yeah, by all means, we we'll, we'll, we'll grant him a mistake. That's fine. Everybody makes a mistake, and obviously you're punished more when you're a goalie and you make a mistake than you are when you're Romelu Lukaku when you make a mistake um, and you, you probably don't have as much opportunity to, to, to make amends for it or, but you know, we made a, a good save shortly after that when, he, uh, when Harry Kane tried to uh, dink it over him and he, he stood tall, blocked that um, so yeah, you know it, 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 it was a mistake put it down to experience and, and move on um, the thing that probably disappointed me as much as anything was, was, was the second goal Um, because, and again, there's a slight element of blame to the goalie albeit, when rolling that ball out, Morgan Schneiderland was asking for it but it's something that we did for certainly the last two years under Martinez which just killed me, was that ridiculous straight ball out to a midfielder, generally Gareth Barry, with his face to goal and you were immediately putting yourself under pressure the number of times in the last two and a half seasons we've got away with it just. And it's just really frustrating that that crept back in to our play on on, on Sunday. And I don't, I don't really know where that came from because we haven't done it for all season. I've not seen Joel do that in the two or three months that he was there, but they kept doing it. And it, it was sort of annoying because watching the, watching the coverage on Skype um, you'd see Joel get the ball, whether it be a goal kick, whether he, the ball had just come to him in, 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 in normal play. And they'd cut to a replay of something. And by the time that they'd gone back to normal play, because he'd rolled it out, we, we'd lost it already because Tottenham were playing such a high line. And I, 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 I really don't know where that crept back in from because we haven't seen it for six months. And it's one thing that's done my head in for but, two years.
0: But to do that against a high press and that's it. full of energy talented team like Tottenham yeah. at White Hart Lane yeah. is even more of a mistake and that's why Baines and Coleman suffered I thought Ashley Williams was exploited mm-hmm. massively he looked yeah, like he looked well out of his depth on Saturday Ashley Williams Furness Mori, <laughs> can be a bloody heart attack every time the ball <laughs> goes near him again he's he's a bit of a he can be a bit of a cult figure maybe some people like the yeah. fact that he he's a bit different and he's a bit of a it's a bit of a loose cannon, let's be honest, and he likes his barbecues, but <laughs> he's at, he, he, I remember when he made his debut, was it in the derby, Went 1-1, when Rodgers got sacked, remember? And mm. uh, I remember thinking, he's a Rolls Royce, he, he got his head on everything that yeah. day. Uh, since then, he's probably only had two or three games of back high performance in terms yeah. of, you know, comparisons, a lot of the time he can be quite erratic, I thought a lot, a lot of them were exploited, so completely see what you mean, there was no space, it was like the pitch was too small for that yeah. on Saturday, yeah. Sunday, sorry, and um, Tottenham basically, um, just basically exposed that, um, and I, I thought even though it was an evenly matched Lively encounter up until Harry Kane scored. As soon as that first goal went in, that was it. we were beaten. Yeah. Second goal just added a, you know salt to the wounds. And from then on in, even when we got the goal back in Lukaku, we made changes in the second half. We just we just didn't threaten enough. They they always were one you know thirty yards ahead of us up the yeah. pitch. Uh, the isolation of Lukaku, the lack the, the lack of actually being able to put two passes together at times it did look like a different Everton from what we've seen probably since that Arsenal win in December.
1: Yeah, and everyone was going on about before the game when they saw the team selection about how crowded the midfield was going to be. And I think I think the problem was we crowded it for ourselves <laughs> because of the, the, the three that we put there. Um, but yeah, going back to Funes Murray, I mean, sometimes he's got bad 50p-shaped feet. And some, <laughs> of them, some of them balls are just, I mean, they're the, the 30 or 40 yards away from where they're meant to go. Um, you know, that's, like, that's like me playing golf uh, it's absolutely nowhere near um, so I think that Koeman is going to look at him in the summer and I, I would be very surprised if he was starting games for Everton next season and, 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 but you're right about Ashley Williams Ashley Williams looked about 73 yeah. on, on Sunday he looked absolutely knackered
0: but even towards the end 86-87 minutes we were t- was it 2-1 down still mm-hmm. at then, he was just giving away these stupid fouls, like, oh, yeah. fouls you'd expect like an half-fella to give away in Sunday League, and I was thinking, Williams, we're trying to get an equaliser here, all it takes is a punt upfield, keep the ball in our possession, and it showed with the Lukaku goal, we can not put the ball in the back of the yeah, net, yeah. We, obviously, was it Vitongan who fell over for that, and yeah. um, he didn't put a foot wrong all day to be honest, a Vertonghen and an older world, maybe that's the sort of defensive partnership that we should be looking at yeah, yeah. next season, maybe a little bit younger. But I'm, I agree with you. I, don't, I can't see Funes Mori having a long-term, regular future at Everton. He may, he may hang around for a couple of years. Ashley Williams, don't get me wrong, I was made up with the signing, but he probably hasn't reached the levels that we'd expect. No. He's been exploited um, at times. And there was that element later on also Funes Mori's distribution now there was another pass, I don't know if people remember when they were watching the game, but he tried to give it to Baines or someone on the left hand side towards yeah, the yeah. end. just <laughs> put it out of play. <laughs> so I just I had, I had the computer on and I was watching some dodgy stream and and uh, I nearly put the laptop through the window. And trying to talk going the way. I, just, I know it it's it was frustrating, but when you've got when you've got the element of a keeper making a mistake, two centre halves being exploited. Not being able to put two passes together, your fullbacks uh, being squeezed to death, plus your midfielders like Gareth Barry, who was basically a passenger all all day. Then Tottenham are going to work on that, yeah. and they did to, to huge effect. Um, and you know, by all means, they deserved three points. The,
1: there's no doubt that they deserved three points and. Sometimes you get beaten by a better team, and and, and you just have to accept that. And do you, but you what, don't, you don't.
0: It's not, it's not, it's not nice to see your side helping them on the way to that goal. No, that,
1: that that that's the difference. It's it's the fact that we gifted them three goals, and like you were saying, I think I think it was Ashley Williams who gave the free kick away for the third goal. It was, um, yeah, stupidly. And, and it yeah. Was, you know, it was just the most nothing foul in a silly position when they didn't even have a chance of attacking us. Um, and you know, to to. to, to concede like, from such a nothing free kick where everyone just for some reason stays still I imagine probably that goal is is perhaps the one that Ron Koeman will be most disappointed about because we, we'd got the goal back from Lukaku um, and if anything in those 10 minutes before that we possibly looked like the side who was going to get the next goal without creating a great deal in all fairness um, I would have put my money more on us getting the goal than, than Tottenham so to just gift them it to kill the game off you know, it 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 was it was a it was a disappointment feeling, and it just seemed to be a bit of a, a lack of effort in defence in 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 trying to prevent that goal. You know, no one near him. I goal, think it,
0: it. It, it sums up the ninety minutes. though, did in ninety four minutes as a whole. Um, stupid foul given away, easy punt. Harry Winks, I think it was, put it through to Deli Ali on a t- simple tap yeah. and a stupid celebration. Yeah. past the Robles and it killed it I thought when Lukaku scored which was a great finish by the way mm-hmm. I thought right, he looks. come on, get the ball back up let's have a go and I thought between him and Barkley we could have maybe nicked something a mm. bit of false hope maybe with nine minutes left but that just killed it and it sums up the performance overall but as I say, if we've been a bit if we've been a bit shaky like that in recent months it may not have been more of a surprise the and losing that but because we've kind of got our act together Mm -hmm. across the team brought a couple of players in looked a more solid unit a more organised unit to then go and do that against Tottenham just makes it a lot more frustrating fair enough as you said earlier going to Tottenham the 27 points out of 27 points in the last nine at home it's going to be tough for anyone there's not a Mm -hmm. lot of sides who go there and at least get a point but the way Everton are now we should be going to places and expecting at least a point If we want to kick on next season, we should be setting the the, the bar now and and trying to nick a few sort of results that will enhance our status Mm. on the pitch. We know we're enhancing our status off the pitch. But, you know, we have a real opportunity now to to get back to winning ways with two home games as well. So you've got to have a bit of perspective amongst it all, haven't you?
1: You have. And, you know, the, the, I'm sure Ronald Coombe knows the things he could have done differently. He probably would look back on it and say maybe he got the first team uh, starting 11 selection wrong. Should he make made changes at half time like he has done in the past? Definitely. Um, and he probably, again, regrets not doing that straight away because, you know, to, to be fair, until the last half dozen games, we've been a, a very, very much a, a 45 minute team all season. We've had a lot of terrible first halves and only come alive in the second half. and I was sat there at half-time thinking, we're 1-0 down, we've been as bad as we can be. Still something in this for us. And to not see the change probably put a bit of a a, a, a dampener on expectations for for the second half. And to be fair, it it never really changed, even when we did make changes later on. Maybe that was a little bit too late. Uh, Tottenham had got their second goal by then. And you're 2-0 down, you're facing an uphill battle. But... You know, credit to them for, for at least getting one back. Um, and like we're being quite negative because we haven't had much opportunity to do so in the last three months. Um, and so it's all been it's all been stored up. And we're, we're quite we're quite negative in general, Evertonians, really. So uh, it's got to creep out somewhere. But um, you know, there, there were some positives in there as well. And you mentioned that Ross Barkley was probably um, one of our biggest threats. And I, like I've been one of his biggest uh, critics if anyone looks at, at my Twitter going going back a few months. Um you know You're not me, the only one yeah, to be fair. <laughs> for me he was thinking the place out week after week. Um and you know Ronald Koeman's had a couple of words with him. He's, he's, he's dropped them a couple of times, but to be fair to the lad, the lad since Christmas he has been probably up with Lukaku he's probably been the best player and I thought he was our best player easily on, on, on Sunday. Uh, I thought he got a good positions. Created a couple of chances, retained the ball at the moment that he's retaining it better than he ever has done because that's one of, been one of his biggest weaknesses is, is, is retaining the ball and decision making. But he just looks, um, he just looks much more composed. Um, and and I don't know if people are saying like the, the, the formations change, positions only change very very slightly, but it does just show you how a slight change of emphasis maybe in terms of position, maybe in terms of the pressure on him with, with Davis and uh, Luckman coming in, has just completely changed his game. And, you know, he looked back to the Ross Barkley that I think every Evertonian was desperate for him to be. Because I, I think there was some Evertonians getting frustrated with other Evertonians, thinking that like they didn't want him to do well. But I, I think ultimately everyone was, was just that desperate for him to do well. You know, a local lad who is... An Evertonian and always has been wants to do well getting all the hype we want him to be as good as, as everyone wants him to be and, and I'm glad that that's happened because everyone is behind him it's just that some people were more willing to say that you know if he's not playing well he shouldn't be in the team regardless of, of, of anything else any hype that's around him but you know he's proven the, the, the critics myself included wrong now and long may that continue
0: yeah, I and mean, I I agree with all of that to be honest. And I've been outspoken towards him. I think maybe since he started growing his hair, maybe that's the it's difference. He's just, just got better and better. he stopped giving getting his mask to give him a skinhead, um, but it's like he's come out of his shell. And it, someone's had a word with him, probably Cumin and the, and his staff, and said, "Look, lad, you you need to enjoy your football because you've got it." And I do think that he's shown a real assurance and maturity. Mm. And if he carries on on this curve and it's an upward curve, he can be an hell of a player forever. And I think that's probably part of the frustration, as you say. We all want to see him do well. We never got the chance to see Wayne Rooney do do well. Mm. Jack Rodwell never never lived up to the hype. Um, Neither did you know others like Jose Baxter and players who've come through. (laughs) Let's be honest. Ross Barkley's the man, isn't he? He's the one who's been there for years. I remember Phil Neville talking about him many years ago. Um, and I think people, people see him as that, the talisman for the team, and I think he's potentially growing into that. just needed maybe a bit of a, an arm around him or a kick up the bum and a bit of constructive criticism and take it on board and take it on the chin, and he seems to have done that. And he was definitely a positive from Saturday yeah, and a positive absolutely. from the past few months. And. Yeah, fair play to Gladden Long may continue with the chance of West Brom and Hull at home as well. He, he can dominate both of them sides. Ross Barkley, if he wants to, he's got the tools to do it. Sunday, he, he was just he wanted the ball, he was hungry to get us forward. I do feel on Sunday, if we would have kept the same, time, same team as Sunderland, but we'd probably uh, change Lukeman for maybe Morales. Mm. I'm not Morales' big fan, but Lukeman had a poor game against Sunderland. He's come into the side, he's still very young, um, again an arm round in probably has happened in the in the past few weeks I think if we would have started Morales more of an outlet up there with Lukaku then Lukaku wouldn't have been fed on scraps all day and the team wouldn't have relied on Ross Barkley to try and come up with a moment of magic because every time Barkley had the ball there was two men on him mm-hmm. there was no one else around him and it was frustrating but that takes nothing away from the fact that we're trying to make something positive from a relatively negative <laughs> podcast here but it was good and another positive for me was I, I know it didn't mean anything in terms of the outcome of the result, but Lukaku has surpassed Duncan Ferguson's record now with mm-hmm. 61 Premier League goals, and that finish with his right foot epitomises what Lukaku can do if you give him the chances. But on Sunday was another example of us not giving him any chances.
1: That's it. Had nothing one, to work with. There was one chance and one goal, which is which is basically all you can you, all you can ask for for a striker, and yet yeah, momentous uh, goal for Lukaku. Um, Good right footed finish, um, you know. Only very small, only the goal to aim for um, against a decent keeper. You know, great finish. And obviously, we hopefully had some news today um, filtering through from the official Everton source that is uh, Jim White um, <laughs> that he's signing a new five-year deal before the end of the week. And we're told that um, it's just waiting for Bill Kembright to sign the contract. I, I didn't know that Bill Kembright still signed them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's the case, then hopefully uh, Bill's not too busy on the West End this week. And he can put pen to paper and make that official. Um, he still always
0: has to put his name to something, Kenwright, doesn't he? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I,
1: I I'm, I'm, I'm probably not as bitter towards towards Bill Kenwright as, as most Evertonians, but uh, some, know, some, I wouldn't say
0: most. You gonna you'll end up people saying that with a. Uh, we're slandering here, but <laughs> just, just say me, just say me. <laughs> just yeah. you, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, But no, I, I think you know it's only a fantastic bit of news for, for, for the club. Um, and you know ultimately, as we know, contracts don't necessarily mean anything. It does mean that we've got a little bit more control over Romelu Lukaku as an asset. And that if he does ultimately want to move on, whether that's this summer, whether that's next summer or whether it's hopefully in a number of years' time, at least we can bank that little bit of money for him and potentially get a replacement. Do you know what? If a replacement even exists, because right now you're looking at him, Harry Kane, and Aguero possibly as, as the top three in the league. Um, you know, out of those, personally, I would rather have Lukaku because of his age and just because of how he how I think that he can on his day, he can create goals. I don't think like Harry Kane for instance he's a goal scorer he's probably a better goal scorer than Lukaku in all honesty but Harry Kane needs the team around him he needs someone to create the goal for him and do you know he probably won't miss but Lukaku's got that little bit of drive in him to create the goals himself even looking back at Sunderland, picking the ball up on the halfway line could you imagine Harry Kane running and scoring from there i can't personally Whereas Lukaku can do that, looking back at his goal against um,
0: Chelsea at home in the cup was classic yeah, that, Lukaku, that, one of the, the best one. goals yeah. he's ever scored. But synonymous of what he can bring, he can turn a game on its head.
1: Yeah, that's it. He, 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 to me, he, he's got the world at his feet, and hopefully, Everton is gonna be a good enough proposition for him to fulfill all of his ambitions, which um, he seems to remember every time he goes away to Belgium.
0: Well the Belgians love to do that don't they but I mean he tweeted something about the Champions League where reputations are built well, and a lot of people say oh you know he needs to channel his enthusiasm for the Champions League in other ways but for me the lad's ambitious and he's, he wants so far he wants to be ambitious with Everton and I think in the art of art he'll sign a new deal and he'll give Everton a new one more season uh, he'll see what we do in the summer and Jim White you know the spokesperson is, is, is alluding to the fact that Everton are going to buy buying four top players this mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. If they go and do that with Lukaku at the forefront of the attack, there's no reason why we come not get in the Champions League next season. And if we get there, he'll stay. Mm. But if we don't, and it's 6th, 7th, 5th even, he may look to move on. But you know what, Lukaku would have given us five years service by then and scored a shed load of goals, broke all sorts of records. Fair play to the lad. Every player has his, his time scale and... I'm surprised he hasn't left sooner. If I'm honest, yeah, I but think, I just don't know where he'd go. I don't yeah. know what team would get him. And as you said before, you named Kane, Aguero, Diego Costa another one. All the top mm. sides have top strikers, don't they already?
1: Yeah, that's it. And I think you know if if he, if he did sign the new contract, which it looks like he's going to, and obviously stays with us for the rest of this season and potentially next season, I, I don't think that if we didn't succeed next season. That any Evertonian would really begrudge him leaving at that point to move to a club who were in the Champions League. And, And I think he'd just have to go with our blessing. And like you said, he's probably going to have scored a ton of goals. He's been a really good servant to the club. I'm talking like he's going already, but uh, you know, he, he, you would think he's about to sign a new know, deal, yeah, isn't, yeah. It? <laughs> a football, though, isn't it? It's modern, it's modern
0: football, yeah. isn't it? So. And
1: to be very, he's been reliable as well. That's the other thing, you know. He's been with us a good couple of years now, and you know, this season it's been absolutely essential that he's been reliable because our backups are Enna Valencia and Aruna Kona. I mean, and the thought of that just fills
0: me with dread. But even when we were plummeting under Martinez, and I say plummeting, there was times when we went to 13th, 14th in the league and we were looking over our shoulder desperately. He managed to still drag goals. Do you know, remember the season when we'd done poor in the league, but we, he smashed it in Europe and he scored all sorts yeah. of goals then? He has always got goals and he's, he always divides opinion, Lukaku. But good players do, similarly to Ross Barkley, similarly to John Stones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Good players do divide opinion. <coughs> Excuse me, but let's hope he pens this new deal. I'm, I'm pretty certain now that Jim White said it that it's going to happen, and now that with Jim White said we're signing four top players in the summer, I'm pretty certain that's going to happen well, as that's well.
1: That's not he? He's far right hand man, not Jim White?
0: But it's clever though, isn't it? I mean, Jim White to get another person who divides opinion, but uh, and and you know some of the media sources he works for divide opinion, but. Machiri knows he's a voice. He's a recognised person, and his voice is a lot louder than the Liverpool Echo, so to speak. You know, and the reach of Talksport and Sky and wherever Jim White goes, um, even if it's just on his Twitter account, it, 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 for me, it's clever what Machiri's doing, and it's he has that he has a trust there, a relationship with him. And he releases news through him. and it may not be ideal for a lot of people, but for me, Jim White's only told us good news so far, so I'm happy with that.
1: Yeah, to be fair, he, has. he, he, he does seem to be getting the positive sound bites. But even um, looking back a number of months ago to the humiliation at, at Stamford Bridge, that was um, a few couple of days later. I think it was the Monday or Tuesday after that defeat that um, Farhad Machine gave one of his only interviews. Um, to Jim White on on, on Talk Sport. and um, to be fair, that one I suppose wasn't positive uh, coming on the back of of that defeat. Again, it's a bit weird that that's where he chose to go. Um, but he, he saw even... him at that game though,
0: didn't he? Yeah, he saw that, him and he agreed when to he, go he met, on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: um but clearly there's some sort of relationship there, and who knows? Maybe that's where the uh, the, uh, the the broadcasting day last Tuesday at uh, USM Finch Farm came from.
0: I think it definitely was, yeah. and I think again that was a, a, a we spoke on the podcast the other week with the lads about that and about how I think it was a, a masterstroke and I saw fans of other clubs saying real eye opener to Everton Football Club, what's Sky done today um, when it was, it was a real eye opener for even Evertonians and Everton in the community was one side of it but they done interviews with that many different people and showed all the good aspects of the club again, it's clever for me and it's Machiri and his team are behind these things so I think, ultimately, it's just all leading to the fact that Jim White's going to be the stadium announcer <laughs> of the King, uh, Bram, Bramley Moore. I they said King's Dock, then.
1: Oh, don't go, um, don't go up them <laughs>
0: Bramley Moore, yeah, but there's, uh, you know, there's talk of that being announced as well in, in the coming weeks, and I know we we probably said the same in January, but there is excitement off the field, isn't there? There um, is. If we can get Lukaku pinned to the new deal, get back to winning ways against West Brom and Hull, we need to because then we've got Liverpool, Arsenal, and United I think away from home. Um, not consecutively, I hope, but it'll be tough, won't it? It's a tough. It, there's no easy games, and I know it's cliche, but there's no easy games. But there's still a lot of games left to to really try and chase United, if not seventh place, Europe.
1: Seventh place, you couldn't you couldn't knock it at the start of the season, really could you? On the back of two really really demoralising eleventh place finishes, and you know. It, in all honesty, those eleventh place finishes probably flattered us because the last two seasons after a fantastic first season from Martinus, the last two seasons were absolutely horrendous worst football I think most of us have ever ever seen or witnessed or endured is probably the best way of uh, of describing it um, so seventh place i don't think anyone will knock that um you know potentially it could be better Let, mm. let's see. Um, like you say, we've got to go to uh, Old Trafford we've got to go to Anfield and we've got to go to Arsenal on the last day of the season um, You know the way Arsenal are going who's to say that that won't be a battle for 5th or 6th between us and Arsenal on, on, on the last day of the season You know they, they tend to come good and outlast um, whoever's around them in the battle for 4th but Arsene Wenger's seemingly indicated that he won't be there next season, will the players keep playing for him I'm not convinced they will, in all honesty. Well, Sanchez, there's all the talk about Sanchez, they're dropping,
0: aren't they? But their performance at Anfield on Saturday reminded me of Everton going to, I'm not going to call Liverpool a bigger side, no way am I going to sit here and say that, but going to to sides who are in and around them in the league, they go there and they get beat with a whimper, if I'm honest, Mm. and I know Everton haven't always done that, but there is echoes of that there, and now they're Champions League every year, and... You know, they've they've won silverware in the past few years or whatnot. Um, they're on another level to Everton, shall we say, but their terms of performances and the way they bottle it. Mm. it, does have echoes with Everton um going to those other sides. But you, you don't know, they're dropping, aren't they? The morale's gonna be low, the fans are all going off their heads on YouTube. Um <laughs> it'd be great if we could pick them. But you know, we've got United above us first and there's a, a is it five points
1: still? Five points. I five think, points, yeah.
0: they've got a game in hand. So right, let's yeah. not forget that. They win that and it's it's Cairns, isn't it? We're gonna finish seventh at the very best. But you know, we've got that four point gap on West Brom now. So if we beat them on Saturday, more or less guarantees European football. We can dust the passports off, we can start chartering planes, mm. we can start touring Europe again, which don't get me wrong, yeah. has been a that was a fun memory under Martinez until we crashed out that night like in Kiev. But <laughs> it was a good run, wasn't it? And it'd be, it'd be good to see us back there, as you say, after two consecutive demoralising seasons. Mm,
1: it would be good. And I think we're still reliant on a couple of things going our way for 7th army in terms of the FA Cup, um, whoever get into the final. But you'd expect a couple of, you know, whoever Chelsea Arsenal United to are playing Chelsea, this. aren't they? So yeah, you'd yeah. expect you'd expect it to happen, be disappointed if it didn't. Um, but yeah, And the cup runs probably kept Martinez in, 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 in a job for, for longer than maybe he deserved based on, on the league form. But, you know, we did have some fantastic experiences in, in Europe. And hopefully, um, maybe this time, going into that with Ronald Koeman, who has got a little bit more experience of European football, which, I know Martinez was Spanish, but, um, between him and David Moyes, they they didn't really have, in all fairness, um, and certainly neither of them had a real track record of of, of achievements long term, um, from from a trophy perspective, bar and one fluke with Wigan, um, but hopefully we'd be a little bit more intimidating to other teams this time, and I'd I'd like us now to really take these competitions seriously because that's the one thing in the last. God, 15 or so years that's been the most disappointing thing and you know every season when, when Liverpool come across we get the it's only been 20 years, 21 years 22 years since we won a trophy you know it's going to be at least 23 by the time we can win one now I think that next time regardless of obviously we want to go for Champions League football we really really need to go for one of these trophies whether that is the EFL Cup or whatever it's called now um, you know we've got to go for it and that's something that I wonder whether there's been enough influence at boardroom level on the managers of the club over the last 15 years to tell them to go for these trophies. look you know we can reel off the number of clubs that have that have won trophies since we last won one. And you know, some of them it makes you die inside when you say that you know, Middlesbrough have won a trophy and Portsmouth have won a trophy since we have, you know, and you Birmingham. Know, Birmingham, all sorts. Do you know, and the problem is we've not even really been close. We, you know, we got to the final of the FA Cup in 2009 now, yeah, about 10, um, yeah. yeah, you know, <coughs> even that's a long time ago now. So, we really do need to give the fans not just the day out, but the success of of, of winning a trophy, and and that's got to be the key for next season, is getting that silverware, and then potentially maybe you've even got a bargain and chip with the likes of Lukaku and some of the better players to say, look, even if we don't make Champions League football, probably this year, and possibly next year, look, we're still a winning side, you can win things with Everton, we can help you realise your ambitions, which at the moment... You're looking back 23 years, and that's just too long. Some of them, were, I mean, Tom Davis wasn't bull. Mm.
0: Yeah, there's no proof there, is there. There's no proof to say. Right, well, we won the League Cup two years ago. Now we're going to try and win the FA Cup in the next couple of seasons. Get back in it. Ch- you, you can t- talk is cheap, isn't it? Silverware is is the thing that that players want, and Champions League is what the players want, and mm. I, they all think it's the promised land, but. No, we got there in two thousand and four, didn't we finish fourth? Was it two thousand and four, yeah, two thousand and five? Unfortunately crashed out straight away, but that's probably the only you know, that's the only time, isn't it, in the past twenty years that we can say, Oh yeah, we we've we've skated with that, got to a final, a couple of semi-finals. But I agree, I mean, look at Southampton, they got all the way to the EFL uh, cup final, mm. unlucky to get beat in my opinion, Anyone? but the better side. They didn't do anything special. You know, Claude Puel's come in there. They're having an OK season, Southampton. Um, but they had a real go at that. And it's silverware in February, isn't it? It's silverware. That's it. Your, your season's nowhere near over and you've got silverware. So that will spare Southampton on. And then they followed it up with a great win the other day. I'm not sure where they'll finish in the league. But it is that frustrates me. That Norwich game pissed me off. You yeah. know, sorry to swear again. but uh, And then the, the cup game against Leicester was a real... A nightmare because I thought we could we could have a go here because a lot of sides have crashed out, mm. haven't they? Look at Man U and Chelsea. One of them is going to go out in the next round. Liverpool are out. We know a lot of top sides are out. And Everton, you know, on the day could beat anyone in a cup game. I would fancy mm. us more going to one of the bigger sides in a cup game than I would in the league. Put it that way. Definitely. But Yeah, it's frustrating, but that that has to be the short term goal. Um, you know, stop the rot almost because. Mm. It is it's at the time that we haven't won a silverware it's not getting any shorter. It's getting, as you say, it'd be soon be twenty three years, and we have to kick on with progression off the pitch. Needs to come silverware on the pitch. European qualification is okay, um, but then if you're in something, you need to try and win it.
1: That's it, and you know if we look if we look at the, um, the you know the fantastic new uh, stuff that's around the stadium, the timelines, and that. You know, I'm 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 not saying came fourth in two thousand and five on there. That's you know that's that's lovely. Uh, we want that, but it, it's not going to go down in history that we 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 scrape fourth with one of the lowest points totals ever to get in the Champions League. In all honesty, um, and and, and crashed straight back out of it with a little bit of help uh, from Kalina, obviously. Um, but you know, we, we we do need to be doing this, and you know that to me that that's my biggest issue of the season with with Ronald Koeman, is that mistake against Norwich in September or whenever it was, um, failing in the same way that Martinez and Moyes did before him in starting a League Cup game with an insufficient team, rather than playing the team that will go out and win the game and then resting the players afterwards. Resting players to start with, and by the time you bring the big guns on, the game's gone. And you know, and we had that, that sort of sorry state of affairs with Claude and the Steven Naismith goal against us. And it's almost like an an air of resignation amongst our fans that we we can't win in, in in a cup game. And you know, that needs to go in the same way the mentality about going to Tottenham and Anfield and uh, Stamford Bridge or whatever needs to go. There still seems to be that mental block and it it, it it is a legacy issue it's it's top to bottom in the club um and and, and that to me is the key thing that we need to broach next we seem to have got the, uh, the 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 administrative and financial side of the club on a steady foot and now we're as positive as we've ever been about the future of the club to me the next barrier is is the mentality one and it's true amongst amongst fans, but also through everyone at the club who still, to me, doesn't seem to believe that we, that we can win a competition or we can go to one of these top six teams and play them at their own game and outdo them. And to be fair, we've not done it, but we can. We do it we, at home. We can do. We
0: can we can make a statement against anyone at home. We've beat we've beat United. We've beat Chelsea. Arsenal. We've beat them at Goodison in the past. Mm. You know whatever X amount of years. But I agree. We need to go and make a statement. <coughs> and uh, you know just going back to the EFL, changing the team. If you were in the Champions League on a Wednesday night at PSG away, he played the strongest eleven then, wouldn't he? Exactly. And he played again on the Saturday or the Sunday, at Goodison or wherever we were. There's no reason why. People who are paid eighty pounds a week can't play two two games in a week. If you're in Europe, then the domestic cup competitions yet yeah, you may have to tinker, you may have to weigh up your priorities and whatnot. But I completely agree with what you're saying there about um, the Norwich game is just one example. Mm. You could probably name you know remember the Swansea game season before was it yeah, yeah. Fulham we got beat by them in the League Cup I remember I remember the old gloomy Tuesday nights. But <laughs> uh, being a Tuesday night just makes it even more depressing. But. It is time to stop the rot. Um, I hope Coop the man to do that. Um, And I'm certainly hopeful that Mashiri's the man to do it off the pitch.
1: Yeah, I I, I think we're all confident that that they are. And obviously, everyone's willing to give them as much time and and, and support that, that they need to do that. And, you know, whilst this probably hasn't been the most uplifting. Uh, podcast that that you've ever done. Well, it's um, realistic. It's realistic. There's still an air of positivity underlying everything that that we've said, and it's good that this season we're, we're doing a podcast where we're disappointed that um, we, we that we that we lost three two at White Hart Lane, haven't been on a run of nine unbeaten games. Yeah. You know, this time last season, I, do you know what half of what I would have been saying wouldn't have been broadcastable um because the, the the way we were last season and it goes on this podcast <laughs> we, 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 i mean we, we were just at absolute rock bottom Abject, yeah yeah as bad as it gets last season and you know there the, the was a story wasn't there um, in in the echo of all places uh, in 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 the last week that said machiri actually wanted to get rid of martinez a little bit earlier, I think a month earlier than he did. And maybe that's Mishiri's only mistake um, so far. You know, I said what I thought, Koeman's mistake so far. But maybe that was Mishiri's, because if he would have got rid of him a month before that, we were still in the semi-final of the FA Cup, and there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that even if we would have had David Unsworth as manager, or or Joe Royal, or whoever it was, we would have beaten Man United on that day, because we played them off the park in the second half after being... Terrible in the first half, and that's with Martinez as his manager. You know that cup was there for us to win last season, and I think maybe if Machiri had been there a bit longer at that point, he'd only been there about eight weeks. Um, I think he would have acted a little bit quicker. it yeah, yeah. would have relieved Martinez of his duties, and there's no doubt in my mind that that was ours for the taking last he, season.
0: He let it get to the point of which it was untenable, wasn't it? Yeah. And then the award ceremony, and it was announced, and all yeah, that was cancelled. It, it was British a bit far, it yeah. So yeah, if he, I agree, if he would have been there longer, he didn't want to maybe ruffle the feathers so early. But yeah, I mean, we again, I forgot about that. To be honest, the fact that we got to the semis, <laughs> <laughs> um, like both
1: competitions last year. I know yeah. it's un-
0: unbelievable, really. But um, yeah, I, you know don't get me wrong since we started these we started these in the midst of the Martinez era so don't get me wrong this is nowhere near negative <laughs> compared to what me and Mark have sat through in the past two, two years um, but they have been largely more positive since the emergence of Kuman and Moshiri and this season being a bit up and down this season but I kind of expected that we've been on the unbeaten run now and now it's now to build that unbeaten run again and if that means beating West Brom and then go and get a point at Anfield. Or beating Liverpool. Sorry, I should never say going to get a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beating Liverpool and getting a point. You know, I'm I'm trying to get on another nine game unbeaten run. If there's nine games left, that is, uh, then so be it. But you know, each each game as it comes, and just a quick word on West Brom.
1: West Brom. I mean, tough team to beat. Um, you know, y- you never look forward to playing West Brom. From um, from a football and purist perspective, do you, know I mean? do you remember the
0: one 0 defeat? Was it last season? Oh, when season? we had
1: seventy four percent possession shot. and twenty shots, shot shot the they had head head. one shot, um, and that was that was a, that was a hallmark of Martinez's reign. To be honest, um, don't anticipate the same uh, sort of um, outcome this time. Obviously, they're coming off a a very disappointing home defeat to a, a, a terrible team in, in Crystal Palace. Um, so you've got to be looking at, at, at three points. Um, you know, you'd love to see another sort of controlled Sunderland type performance where it was nice to see that we were um, the better team for ninety minutes, um, and that, that, that's what I would hope to see on on the weekend against West Brom. Um, but it's never easy. They're always going to come and try. They're always going to ping long balls at you, and you know, looking at the way. Bunes Mori in particular was at the weekend, you know, we, we'll just need to be mindful of that and work on that during in the week, but surely we've got enough going forward. Um, it's gonna be a different setup, isn't it, this time? We're not gonna be playing three um deep line midfielders. I, I imagine Morales or Luckman's gonna come back in and hopefully give them a little bit of something to think about at the back. And do you know what? It's one of them. You've got to go out and get the first goal against West Brom because they'll they'll come for a point if they hit you on the break and get a head goal uh, from a, a, a cross a centre head, half probably yeah last four or something yeah. you know then they'll shut up shop and you, you're screwed then um, so you've got to go out you've got to go and get the first goal and if we do you can see it being quite a comfortable result
0: yeah and you know the longer it goes on you get restless don't you we have to be patient against the likes of Southampton Sunderland mm-hmm. amongst others Um and eventually grind out the win, and it may be the case on Saturday. But yeah, they're a tough side, aren't they? The likes of Olsen and Dawson, let's be honest, the yard dogs at the back, aren't they? Mm. Well, know yard dogs is probably doing them a disservice, but they're rough to play against, but they can also get goals. Matty Phillips is a good player on (laughs) the right wing, he's got a lot of assists this season. Rondon can get a goal, Mm. but he's a bit hit and miss. He's got others there, Andy Crispund, McLean. Few others that are just like a team full of half decent Premier League players, aren't they? a team of rejects,
1: really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, made the grade to the places. Yeah,
0: and you, you, you'd be, but if that's if that's what we're closest to below in the, in the Premier League, then does that just show you the standard <laughs> of it? It does. It, you know it, I mean?
1: it shows you there's not much below us. It it's deep? not.
0: I know. So we, we, we are the best of the rest, really, in in, in, in theory. But it'll be a tough a tough game. Um, it's never easy. Tony Pulis has always got a cap on, jumping around like a little <laughs> child. I hate him to be honest, <laughs> um, but I'm expecting three points as you are, and then we've got Hull the week after, and you'd, you'd expect the same again. There. Surely
1: that's got to be a home banker. I think they're the last sort of um, relegation threatened team yeah. really that we've, we we've got to face at home. Um,
0: King Umar so, Go- comes back to Goodison He'll be course. in the
1: hospitality lounges. Yeah, you can't play I against. Can't play, man. can he? No. Oh, oh well. Um, so he'll be back with sitting where he was used to sitting at Goodison really won't he somewhere yeah. in the not even on the bench in, the, in the, the main stand yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, watching on um, so you know hopefully beat West Brom you'd like to think that Hull was a banker you've got six points out of six you know unlikely maybe that Man United and Arsenal win both games as well in front of them you'd hope to make up a bit of ground and like Ronald Koeman said this week see where we're after those two games we feel that there's a little bit of a chance of an opening coming up, and whether that means sixth or whether that means fourth, who knows? Anything in that top six this season is an outstanding result compared to where we have been. Um, it takes time to to shake off some of the old habits um, that, that we've inherited from from Martinez's reign. We've got rid of most of the dead wood now, which is good. Um, we're starting to see our Everton back um, in some of the performances. And
0: um, hopefully that'll uh, continue on the weekend. There You go. It's probably a nice way to finish it. That I think so. And I think, a bit of perspective. You know, we discussed the Tottenham game at length, but that's our only defeat in ten against the high-flying Tottenham side who were second in the league. Is that right? So yeah. uh, scoring goals were fun. One of the top scorers in their team. You know, full of. I'm really impressed with Tottenham to be honest, and I think when they came to Goodison, was it earlier in the season? First day, yeah, Yeah. when it was one all, and the season before when it was one all, I think Aaron Lennon scored. I remember coming away thinking they had a really good side. Mm. To be honest, we should be aspired to be like them. At Mm. one point, a few years back, we were on the same level. Mm. They've probably financially been better off, but they're the project. They've got a good manager, a good squad of young, hungry players. Um, Spent a few quid getting there. New stadium on the way. You know, second for a long time last season, but blew it in the Champions League. Got in the Champions League this season, and that's that's where we want to be. We wear, we want to be in Tottenham's shoes, and you know, I think we're on the right track to doing that. So all is not lost because of one defeat at White Hat Lane. Still takes nothing away from the fact that it does your head and whenever we get beat, though, doesn't it? Doesn't it always
1: <laughs> another another week ruined day? Right? But usually usually we used to getting beat before international breaks, so if we haven't got that to it uh, to, to ruin it, we can we can get straight back on the horse awesome and beat West Brom. Bounce Bounce back ability, Bounce this back ability going and Sombra.
0: This this um yeah. rules out the claim that we only podcast when we win which I was banging on go. yesterday the other week about saying oh yeah we only But for the first two years of this podcast we hardly won a game so <laughs> that was a load of crap anyway <laughs> yeah. but good to speak to you anyway Sean and thanks very much for coming on
1: nice one thank
0: you Mark I'm sure I'll be back um, with Mark and a couple of the others next week probably after the West Prom game or potentially the whole game and then you can come on the show again whenever you're next ready. Love to. Hopefully discussing a a victory next time. Absolutely. Thanks very much, mate. See you later.